Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. All right, welcome to another edition of the Personal Branding Podcast. This is your regular host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. My guest today is David Wolf. David, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast show. Thank you for having me, Bernard. It is a pleasure I treasure. David, let's, let's delve right into the subject of the day. We're looking at uh, branding, but in this time, we're looking at um, audio branding, voice brand. How do you find your voice? Let, let's, let's take from right from the very beginning. What's does it mean to find your voice largely in the world in term, not the audible voice per se, but when you say I want to find <laughs> my voice, what does that mean? Yeah, no, it's a great question, of course. And, and so everything we do is centers around the connectivity, the true connection that our clients make uh, when we produce audiobooks or podcasts for them, the true connection they make to their audience. And so with, with the technology over the past several years, really back, uh, since uh, the early 2000s, the ability to easily, uh, I'll say, broadcast or distribute voice content through the Internet has really just opened up the market so much that now thought leaders, speakers, authors can connect to their audience uh, very intimately, very directly with their own voice uh, rather than, for example, having someone, quote, a professional voiceover do it in many cases, we're dealing with uh, uh, these types of, of uh, this profile of person that's looking to reach an audience, but they're doing it with their own voice. So when we talk about voice brand, it's it's really uh, referring to the the power of their own connectivity in an intimate way, one to one, to connect with uh, their audience through their with the power of their own voice. Because we're looking at using the power of your own voice to intimately connect with the audience so they can build yeah. more rapport and give them more content as to using a professional voice over or currently may you want to use AI or that, but this time just use your voice as a power as a tool to drive your content. Exactly. You know, what happens too is that many um, listeners uh, to you, they, they will feel through the repetitive sound of your voice, whether it's podcast every week or it's, uh, the many chapters of your audiobook, uh, they will start to feel like they know you. There's a familiarity that grows. It really starts with this history of radio and the, the ability to talk to an audience through a microphone. So they start, they start to get this familiarity. When I talk about intimacy, really born in the radio broadcasting space, right? Years ago, uh, 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 one of my coaches in uh, Dallas, Texas, here in the States said, um, it's really the power of one. It's one voice to one ear at a time. I'm really capitalizing it, um, on that. You know, it's, and some people come to me with some trepidations. Like, for example, an author will come to me and they'll say, uh, you know, I don't know if I like my voice. I have this funny <laughs> accent. I, 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 it sounds thin. I feel nasally. Uh, I, I'm not sure I should be the voice. And so most of them, are perfectly capable of delivering their own content with their own voice. They might just need a vote of confidence and maybe a little bit of coaching, but it's um, what I say to them, it's really you. And if you want to connect with your authentic self, let's. our job is to help you get the best performance you can get. If you want to use an announcer or an actor, 
then there's going to be perhaps a disconnect. And I say that in the context of podcasting, of course, but uh, in nonfiction audiobooks where it's a business book, self-help, it's a, a memoir, the story has emotion. Who else could tell your story better than yourself? So I recommend highly, even if they have trepidations about this, they say, well, let's, let's give it a try because I think you can do this. I, I share the same uh, same uh, opinion. I'd like to tell people that um, your voice is your power too. You, you may not, you may have some reservations that okay, I think I don't want to hear my own voice speak again. But <laughs> you need to build confidence in that uh, because it's a tool for connecting people and building rapport and and, and authenticity. So on, like unlike yes, there, there are few exceptions where, like you mentioned, that maybe. Uh, you may need as a stand-up person to do that. But aside that, if you want to, in the area of podcasting and audiobook, I also strongly believe that authors or writers or speakers use their own voice, basically so. Absolutely. Now, when we produce fiction audiobooks, most of the time I'll say uh, it's harder to make that work with the author because it requires a certain amount of, well, I'll say, acting chops to pull mm. it off. You've got dialogue, you've got narrator, you're in and out of character, this and that. It's harder to do. Uh, and that said, I've actually had some authors that have read their own, and they can do it. It's a subtle change in tonality for a male, mm-hmm. female, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got to have a certain amount of acting uh, prowess in order to pull it off. And so in most cases, we are doing casting for um, for those types of uh, – that, that type of content. Awesome. All right. So what does the – how does the – audiobook industry look like? What is, is the market ripe now? What are some of the figures? Can you give me some stats to excite upcoming authors yeah. or writers to be into audiobook production podcasting? Yeah, no, I love it. Uh, so, you know, it's fascinating. I, I started in the music business many years ago and entered the, the uh, audiobook space, oh, probably about 15 years ago, lightly. I, I was moving from music into oh. these other things. And, uh, and got to know and learn it. And uh, I will say that over the last five years, say between, since about 2015, this market has been growing at about between 25 and 28% year over year. So it's really, we're experiencing an explosion in the growth of audiobooks. Um, they are, in fact, and this is really crazy, it kind of surprised me, they're outstripping ebook sales as well, uh, which is kind of interesting to contemplate. What I think is happening, and of course, all this is driving our business, which we're very happy about, but, but from the standpoint of your listener and, and, and how it affects them, um, people are feeling a scarcity, either real or perceived scarcity of time. They don't feel like they have time to sit and read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so while they're walking, they're driving, they're commuting, when someday we start commuting again, right? And uh, all of these things that we're doing, we're in the house, we can be listening with our earbuds in while we're doing chores, whatever it is, walking the dog. Um, they can consume content. And many of the things that are driving the podcast market that you and I are sitting in and uh, participating in today are driving the audiobook side as well. It's, it's audio consumption as a marketplace has been growing. And uh, it's portability, hypermobile, all of that uh, stuff. Uh, you know, it's going to be a $3 billion market at the end of this year worldwide. Um, and I'll say that, you know, we're sitting together in, uh, you know, August of 2020. COVID, of course, is in some ways accelerated this uh, trend of audio production and consumption um, yeah. quite a bit. Um, so the, the center of the market, the market is an interesting structure. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll just elaborate on this a little bit. So we uh, take our client's product after we're done producing it and 
really the most of the market, you'd say probably close to 50% is at Audible, Amazon, and Apple iTunes, right? So typically we're helping our authors uh, get set up so that they have a platform that can distribute their audiobook. It ends up joining the other versions of their book. They've got the print, they've got the paperback, they've got the Kindle, audio. And there's usually an audio sampler, and anybody who's been on Amazon looking for books has seen those. So uh, that's where most of the market is. There are, in fact, uh, outside of that three, the big ones, you've got an ecosystem of about another 35 or so that some authors feel they want to be on. So they want to spread the distribution out a little bit more horizontally than just strictly, you know, Amazon Audible iTunes, which is essentially uh, controlled by ACX. It's an Amazon ecosystem, right? So, uh, and, and these other distributors are a little more out the tail, a little more niche, maybe international. They might be serving uh, public or private libraries, university libraries, that sort of thing. So depending on the, the, the type of content, we'll recommend to them one way or another. Okay, so at this point, an author's entrepreneur is listening to us. Okay, I, I want to go into audio yeah. production. How can audio beta, how can uh, David help us? Maybe pre-preparation, maybe do I do it at home? How do I contact an expert like you? What do I do? What, what are some few things you would advise when you throw in there before we get a, a, a audio publisher like you to help? Yeah, no, I appreciate that question. Um, cause it gives us a chance to talk a little bit about our process. So we were always a remote, uh, studio company, a remote production company. Um, and, and certainly now today without the ability to travel as easily, it's, uh, and a reluctance to go into public places like recording studios, um, the way we do it has, has, has been uh, uh, favorable. Um, so the process is this. Typically, I'll get a call from either a publisher or an author who is self-published, and they've got uh, the manuscript is done. They're uh, already up on uh, Amazon with an ebook or maybe a print version. Uh, they have a couple of books that they want to change and, and they've been, their fan base has been asking them, Hey, when are you going to do an audio book? Fine. So they come to us and we say, okay, here's the process. Um, we'll take your manuscript. Uh, we'll get a word count and the word count, uh, our system, it's driving everything. It's driving the economics, the cost to produce it. It's driving what the average running time will be, uh, or not average, but the, the estimated running time will be of the final product. We use uh, usually 9,000 words per hour to calculate what the running time will be, just so you know. But uh, in terms of our process, we look at word count. Uh, we charge a per-word price that includes uh, the creation of the, uh, the audiobook cover, which needs to be a different spec than the regular print or e uh, Kindle cover um, ebook. Uh, we'll include a live producer working with them. They're, we don't expect people to do this on their own, although I'll say something about that in a moment. But... But mm -hmm. most of our clients, they want to work with a producer, another set of ears on the other end to help coach them to really bring the best performance out of them. And um, the process is usually conducted in a scheduling of about 90-minute sessions, give or take. Uh, 90, more than 90 minutes, we found it's just you start to get fatigue, you lose your energy, your focus, and then what you end up is across the book, you have different energy levels. So we want to keep that very consistent across so if you have a book of several thousand words, tens of thousands of words, 35, 40,000 words, it could take, you know, three, four, five recording sessions at 90 minutes to get the book. Uh, so we get our, what we call our source or raw recordings. And then from there, we're uh, actually uploading the uh, raw files to the cloud. We're editing them. And I want to tell folks that are listening, there's sometimes people feel that 
they need to be able to read for long stretches without a, a goof, you know, without mm-hmm. messing up. <laughs> the, the production, the natural course of production is there's a mistake, there's an outtake, there's a retake. There's, there's natural flubs. We stop. Okay, take it up from here. And, you know, you go back and you retrace. And, uh, and, and then we stitch everything together so it's a seamless performance. So there's no obligation uh, or um, there's no reason to think you have to read fluidly forever. Now, uh, I'll tell you that, you know, some people are better at reading for long stretches than others uh, without a mistake or without a, the opportunity to do it again because they can get a better one. But while you're working, we're uh, annotating our PDF. Oh, this was a retake. We did t- use take three for this one. This is an outtake. We're going to move this here. So we're making notes while we're working with the author, reading their own material so that uh, uh, our editors know. We telegraph to our editors exactly what they need to know, uh, which takes to use and such and such like that. So um, once we have the final product, there's usually a little punch list at the end. We need to pick up. We call them pickups. So we're going to pick up a few lines, maybe the bump, the microphone, something the producer missed. They, there was something with the word pronunciation that was strange or or even an anomaly in the audio uh, technically. And so we'll do, you know, we'll just go run through, uh, you know, chapter four, uh, page such and such, read this line, you know, and you'll just go through a list of pickups. And then uh, we send it, the final product to the author for approval. And all along, we're uh, taking care of the cover design, which needs to be a square. So typically, we're taking the existing cover and making it into a square uh, aspect ratio, which is required for uh, audio production. And uh, that's pretty much the process. Um, then we help the author set up the final audio and the cover, all the metadata up so that it's for sale on Amazon, Audible, iTunes. And if they want to opt in for the other uh, 35 or so channels, we can help them. The author needs to know that um, it's going to take some time, that you don't need to uh, stay through it all the long stretch for three or four hours to record or there'll be sections, there'll be retakes. And so that should let them to know that they can relax and they need to be themselves able to have the same energy that would try to draw the recording exactly it's not yes it's exactly i love that you point to that emotionally you know you can't come into this thing stressed out it's a very you know it's you the microphone the producer and you're just working through it it's very focused uh and it's different than working a room you know many of our people are speakers and they might start very broadly you know know, but it's really it's really more intimate like this you know it's 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 just reading to your listener Uh, again it plays into that intimacy of your power your voice brand so yeah, so one of the things um, I've noticed regarding audiobooks is that a speaker might be gone, might go on stage with full energy and all that vibe, like maybe like that Tony Robbins type on on stage, but kind of audio that you are speaking to someone's ear. And the yes. voice needs to a little bit like room calm down, so you might not have the same level of energy, uh, but that that it needs to suit the listener. They need to. I'm able to absorb you with ease. You're absolutely dead on. It sounds like you've been you've been around this stuff a lot. Um, I, I I think you hit it right on the head. It's a contained, focused energy into the microphone, someone's ear, as you said. Perfectly said. This is exactly the way I describe it when I'm talking to uh, authors who are unfamiliar with the recording process. Uh, so it's still energy, but it's a different, more focused type mm-hmm. of energy. And uh, it's also a skill that, that is good to learn, I think, for a lot of these folks. So there's actually a, the process of recording your own book, which this is something I think about a lot. The process in and of itself is highly instructive. It grounds yeah. you and re-equates you with your own writing. You're orating your own content, so it makes you better prepared to appear on podcasts where you can talk very fluidly. 
um, you know, you're internalizing your own content and uh, even just developing your ability to be voicing into a microphone. If you're a guest on other podcasts promoting your book or in the other media, it's good training ground because you're, you're very focused on the sound of your voice. And many of us use that if we're consultant speakers, thought leaders, you know, doing this kind of work. The author has the manuscript uh, drafts ready. Okay. Then contemplating, yeah. should I do audiobook production or should I go E or print? What would be your first advice that I think, okay, after listening to you, um, I think that I want to do audio. What would you advise to such a person? Well, it's really interesting. So part of this is out of our control and I'll explain. So Amazon Audible iTunes, right, where the sort of core of the market is, they actually are structured so that they have, you have to have some version of your book that's not audio already live for sale. And so because that's a kind of a mechanical requirement of them, you, I would suggest that, um, you might hold off on print and do ebook and then audio. Print is tricky because, you know, you're either fulfilling or you've got inventory or maybe you're doing print on demand, yeah. but it's relatively expensive, uh, a little bit less efficient. But I'll say, and look, it's a really, the truth is, is that having, being in all those places is a good idea. Part of, I guess, what you're asking is, is you know, which ones to come first. But I'll yeah. say you need to have something beside the audio so that you can. What happens is, is when we open up the ACX account, which is the back end of all this, to get it for sale online, you have to claim the title and you do that with the existing version. So that's the, the, the catch there. Now, uh, it is possible to create the audio book first, but you couldn't market it on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You'd have to go out to... Uh, we have a vendor uh, called awesound.com based in Scotland and they can create a, it's like basically a shopping cart designed for audiobooks and then you can sell your audiobook directly off your website from a link, whatever. And so there, there is a way to do it, but you, you may not get the critical mass that you want from being available on Amazon. Mm, yeah, okay. Is that helpful? So, yeah, sure. So authors need to understand that. As much as you want to go direct with audio, if you want wide wide distribution like using Amazon ACX uh, to go to Audible and all that, you need to have at least a version and you recommend an ebook version is fine so that when you're using the ACX platform, you can claim the title, then have the audio, I mean, I mean uh, back to it uh, perfectly. Exactly. And the truth is that when you're marketing all this stuff, you're marketing all of the versions. Some people prefer to read. Like the smell of the paper and turning the pages, you know. Some of us are cool with our with our Kindle or our device where we can just you know do cloud, uh, you know, cloud version, um, you know. So it's it's um, you know it's it's very subjective uh, to your market and what your readers prefer. But I think if I were given a choice and had been forced to recommend something, I'd say, well, lead with the ebook because you can test sales. And, uh, and then, uh, maybe follow with the audio and then go to print after that. And each of these opportunities when you re-release is another reason to do PR or a reason to go out on another podcast tour or a reason to do a book signing or a virtual book signing if that's what you're into now. So, you know, there's different, uh, there's no hard and fast rules, but at least those are my insights based on what I've seen so far. An author has manuscript ready. And looking at other couple of things, now I, I want to go use my audio as my power voice to build my platform here and there. Uh, Otta is contemplating, should I begin to podcast sessions of my book um, or should I just produce the book out there and still be doing podcasting section of my books? What do you advise? Oh, that's interesting. So 
So formatically, I think it's perfectly cool and a good idea maybe to take little segments of your audiobook. You could roll them during your podcast and maybe you combine that with some commentary with a guest um, or some commentary solo uh, and mix it up. So it's not, you know, your podcast isn't just the audiobook, but it's a taste uh, with some discussion that's interactive, very different experience than someone just listening to the content being read to them soloistically. So uh, making it a discussion, center of discussion, I think would be an interesting way to orchestrate a few chapters. You know, I've said that you could take a book, let's call it a self-help or a business book, and each chapter could be its own. Uh, you could do one or two, three episodes from each chapter just by selecting little um, important moments and bringing them to light in a discussion. That would be, I think that would make for an interesting podcast format. So hope that's uh, insightful. Uh, uh, you could use the audio, roll it uh, or insert it and then talk about it with your guest. Yeah, right. I, I think there's, there's a lady I know that she wrote a, a fiction book. So I also advise her that she could just pick sections of the book and just discuss them. Um, yeah. So you, you know, and really, and read the entire book per se, but you discuss sessions of the chapters. Then you can redirect them onto Amazon or any platform for them to go purchase either the audio book or the ebook. Exactly, and that's, that's the call to action that we like to recommend for all podcasters. And you know this. I mean, you, you really want to drive some transformative or actionable events that you can measure to your audience. So it's a nice opportunity to promote your own book and really kind of cross pollinate the audio book product with your podcasting back and forth. Or well, even now that audiobook production, audiobook sales are um, um, exceeding that of ebooks. Uh, yes, yes, I was surprised to see that. Um, so, why? I, I'm not sure I know. It might be sort of this narrative that I believe might be true about people feeling like they don't have perceived or actual time right. to sit. Yeah. To sit and read. They want to multitask, you know. We're living in a world where there's just, I mean, there's just so much content flying at us constantly. And I think, I think part of what's driving this is this human overwhelm, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, it's, it's this feeling that, uh, it's never enough. So, so, uh, we want to do as many things at once as we can. Now there's the other side, which is some people learn better or absorb content more easily by listening than by reading. Yeah. But there is a distinction. You know, when you read, you can stop and think, and it's your own head thinking, and you're not being, with audiobooks, you are being, you're controlling the listener experience. I mean, yeah, they can go rewind, but the pacing is the pacing. And I guess you can put it for 1.25 speed or whatever. You can do things like that, slow it down, speed it up, but it's still not in your control. And you're not hearing your own voice in your head. You're hearing someone read it to you. So all of these nuances, I think, are affecting the experience of uh, the market and how it's, you know, why are audiobooks driving harder right now than ebooks? Um, so, I, I, so, anyway, it's my two cents at the moment. You know, what would be your billion dollar advice to the world? I want three, three key areas in terms of, I mean, audio production, I mean, audio branding, podcast. What are the key take home for authors, writers today? Well, I think that, first of all, you can be the own voice of your brand, your voice brand, as I like to say. There's no, um, you should not have reservations about showing up authentically in this world with your own voice, whether it's you're doing video or you're doing audio too. Um, and so that's uh, probably number one. 
Uh, number two is, uh, I, I think that, uh, well, look, it sounds like I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid, but I highly recommend that you consider releasing audio content of some kind into the universe um, so that you can build your platform, your own voice, and uh, you know, tell your story, get your message out to the world. I would say that uh, if I can help anyone uh, sort of sort out these questions they're asking about how to um, create a product out of their voice and their message, get it to market, uh, they can reach us at audivita.com, A-U-D-I-V-I-T-A.com. So not exactly a tip, but I've got a lot of information uh, when I talk to people. I like to take time with them and really peel back the layers of their onion to find out uh, how we can bring their book to life uh, with audio. Okay, so um, let's we have how, how can again listeners get in touch with you and if they want to go into audio book production or podcasting? So, can thank you, you. thank you for that, Bernard. So, uh, audivita.com, a u d i v i t a dot com is the website, and there'll be a contact uh, page there, and you can schedule a call. I'm happy to meet with someone for 30 minutes or give or take, you know, whatever we need to sort it out and talk through whether it's podcasting or it's audiobooks. And thank you for, for asking. Awesome. So um, David will say is that there's no barrier to producing your audio content with a podcast or audiobook now. Um, the barriers have been broken. So wherever you are in the world, if you want to start this, he's available with the service. You can just go to audiobeta.com. Go to the contact section and send him a mail. He'd be glad to assist you to get your audio, your voice out to the world. Hi, right, so if you enjoy this podcast, head on to Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin and get all my books on building a successful personal brand. Personal brand, corporate branding, just go to Amazon.com slash author slash Bernard Kelvin or at best just go to Amazon.com and search for Bernard Kelvin Climb. All my books will be available to you. Just purchase copies and buy some for your friends. The best is yours.